Portichelle Foundation, Copper Country Senior Meals, and Dial Help are now Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. We are excited to announce this new name as it marks the start of a new era in community support. Copper Shores will continue to offer the same programs, services, and opportunities as before, as well as identify and fill service gaps within the community. With a passionate team dedicated to the well-being of community members, we can move our community forward in more ways than ever before. To learn more about our vision for a more helpful community, visit coppershores.org. Good Sunday morning. Once again, welcome to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program brought to you by the Copper Shores Community Foundation, the new name of the Portage Health Foundation. You can find out about them at phfgive.org. A lot of things going on with our folks at the foundation these days. Very exciting things happening. Coming up in a couple of weeks, one of the longest, well, probably the longest running municipal festival here in the Copper Country and one of the longest running in the state and certainly the most delicious. The Chassel Strawberry Festival is coming up, celebrating 75 years. And I have with me on the program in the studio, Judy Ebert, who is the historian for the festival. And uh, welcome, Judy. Thank you. And by phone, Steve Palisari, who is the incoming president for the festival. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Judy, let me start with you. 75 years ago... Who decided that we needed the festival to celebrate strawberries? Well, in 1946, the Chassel Lions Club was formed by an area group of businessmen. And what's really neat is some of those names are still very prominent in the Chassel community. And in 1949, when Chassel Strawberries, or I should say Strawberries in the Copper Country, was such a big market, they formed the Strawberry Festival to celebrate and to honor the strawberry farmers. And so our very first festival was in 1949, three years after. Why did strawberries become such a big thing here? And do we actually know why the ones here that are grown here are so delicious? Yes, we have all that history at the Chassel Museum. In fact, we have a room dedicated to the history of strawberries. And in 1930s, the strawberry was growing. Um, The Copper Country Conservation District was promoting strawberry growing in the area. And it's the loam soil that we have in the area and the, the warm days and the cool nights that make strawberries grow as beautiful as they do. Because the taste of these strawberries, and these are what we call heritage Absolutely. strawberries. They're not the big plastic ones that come in from California that are pretty and red but don't taste like anything. These are the ones that have real strawberry taste, aren't they? They, they sure do. And, you know, we have a plaque in the museum that shows 72 strawberry growers in 1936, when the Copper Country Strawberry Growers Association was chartered. And it's so neat because Jacobsville, Lake Clinton, Keweenaw Bay, Chassel, Atlantic Mine, and Tapiola were the areas the strawberries were grown in. So not just Chassel in those days. No, Ch- Jacobsville was a big area for growing strawberries. Although I, I've looked at the history of agriculture in the Copper Country, and you know we got very limited over the years. In, in recent years, we're starting to kind of expand that now with more local growers and our farm market opportunities and such. But boy, for a long time, there wasn't much being grown here that was of interest. But 100 years ago... 
all of this produce was basically grown here, consumed here, and it was the only way we got produce. Absolutely, because it was a big potato growing area, yeah, along with a strawberry growing area. Cabbage, a lot of cabbage grown. And rutabagas. Yes, in uh, particularly cabbage in Barriga County in the Pelkey area. <laughs> so there was all of this you know, stuff that was grown here in those days because I guess you really couldn't import it uh, efficiently from other areas we had to grow our own absolutely yes and somebody made a real effort to plant apple trees actually the french canadian farmers i mean there's a we have a historical document at the museum where it says there will always be apples in paradise and if you look around the portage lake golf course and the paradise road you will see apple trees apple trees apple trees Pierre Destrump, who came to Chassel in the early 1800s, planted thousands of apple trees. He at one time owned the property where the Portage Lake Golf Course was. He, he's our Johnny Appleseed, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, all the way up and down the Pelkey Tapiola Road, all over the place, uh, even in where I live in Launce. I have neighbors who have apple trees, uh, which bring deer to the yard. Absolutely, they sure the deer do. love to eat the uh, love to eat the apples. So, uh, <laughs> the what are, what were some things, Judy, that were notable about the early strawberry festivals that uh, maybe we we don't see anymore today? Well, we did things that today you couldn't do unless you had a permit to do it. You know, like the dunk tank and like the boat races and water skiing and all those things that you have to worry about insurance for. Yeah, yeah, and then that becomes cost prohibitive. In in many cases. Absolutely. But the Chassel Lions Club, when they were formed in 1946, they were formed pr primarily to, to support the community and do things to improve the community, like the Lions Club did the first streetlights in town. When the kindergarten needed to come out of the basement of the Chassel School, it was the Chassel Lions that not only purchased the lumber, but the Lions Club members actually built the kindergarten room, which was a separate building at the time. And then... Um, not only supporting the Chassel School, but so much the community. Like, we helped build the first fire department. We helped purchase the first fire truck. So it's all those things, and we still today focus primarily on the community and the school, but then in addition, the Omega House and Little Brothers and other needed needed things in the area. Steve Palisari, you're the incoming president of the Chassel Lions Club. Uh, you need, obviously, members to make this all work. I know that across the country, a lot of these organizations, such as the Lions Clubs, the Rotary Clubs, have had trouble holding on to membership over the last few years. How's the Chassel Lions Club faring? Yes, it's doing very good um, the last several years and has been steady for many years. Um, currently, I believe at the last meeting we announced we had 76 members. So oh, I think that's, that's incredible. Second largest in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, so it's a very fun group. They get along pretty well together. And of course, we need a lot of them to um, work on this festival. It takes, a lot, it takes lots of work. Yeah, this is the major fundraiser for your organization, correct? Yes, it is, yes. And we also open it up to um, fundraising for other um, things in the Chassel community, like the fire department and the school system. So um, we share it with them, but the Lions get the majority of it with our 5,000 some shortcakes that we hopefully will be selling. <laughs> yeah, make it 4,999 after I get there. 
<laughs> it is. It is. I, I tell my friends downstate about this. This is such a, a tasty strawberry shortcake and such a good time at the festival. And uh, I see, as you mentioned, I see a lot of local nonprofits, a lot of local community service groups set up in the big arts and crafts show there. They're selling raffle tickets. They're raising money, selling items and such. So this does kind of share the wealth, doesn't it? Yes, it does. A very um, variety of vendors. And actually, we're full right now. We have a waiting list because we've had such a demand for vendors to come in. So they seem to do well with their sales or whatever program they're trying to promote because there's a good attendance for just a day and a half. It's kind of unbelievable. Absolutely. Todd, I have one comment on sure. the strawberries. Why they're so sweet here is because of our cool nights. It's They don't ripen as fast as they do like in California or Florida. So the natural glucose in the berry is formed more when it takes a couple of days or a couple of nights to ripen. Oh, I like that. Uh, that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So that's why they're so sweet. Okay. So now when people ask me, I know what to tell them. Thank you for that, Steve. Uh, the, the Lions Club, of course, uh, the international organization, is known for a central mission in regards to helping those who are visually impaired, providing glasses, providing research, providing transportation, helping with uh, leader dogs and, and such. How much of that takes place here in the Copper Country through your organization? Yes, we do support um, annually um, with proceeds from the Strawberry Festival to those um, state and national programs. I think primarily to the state and then whatever they do go on to the international. But yeah, it's the largest um, program in the world, I believe, the Lions International. And of course, the motto is that we serve and that's what we all try to do. We serve statewide, internationally, and most importantly, our communities. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people who maybe don't realize that that service level goes beyond the service to the visually impaired. They don't see the many contributions that your Lions Club and other Lions Clubs in the region and across the nation make to their local communities. Right, and you'll often see in the local communities um, the eyeglasses to turn in and the Lions collect those and it's sent out to the statewide or national programs to distribute throughout the third world. I think they readjust them or whatever, but it's been going on for years. Yeah, and it's a great service that's being provided. I had a friend who worked for many years in uh, in uh, visual handicap rehabilitation in the Detroit area, and he was involved with the Lions Club in his area and uh, kept telling me how invaluable the support of the Lions organization was in dealing with people who particularly later in life have had vision problems and no other way to try to live their lives except with help from the Lions organization. So it's a great effort. And at the, the um, state fair, I should say the Copper Country Fair that Steve's very involved in, we have for the last several years had Lions Club members do eye screening for youth, and they get referred then, and we help them financially. Which is extremely important because families are stressed these days. You know, we've seen inflation. We've seen challenges because of the COVID-19 pandemic over a couple of years there. A lot of uh, low-income families are really stressed, and it's not cheap necessarily if you don't have vision insurance. It's not cheap to go to the eye doctor and get a prescription. But especially to screen the kids, notice that there is an issue, yeah. and then they get referred, because we did that at the Chassel School, right, Steve? Right, right. So it's a, it's a great service uh, there in and of itself, along with all of the other things that go on and with several, 
And several parents did discover that the children did have an eye problem just coming to those free clinics that, you know, that have been provided. So, oh, and, and kids, kids don't figure it out. They see what they see. They figure that's normal. It takes right. somebody who's doing a little asking, a little probing, a little testing to say, hey, what you're experiencing is not normal and we can make your experience better. Very true. So if somebody wanted to join the Lions Club, Steve, how would they go about that? You talk to Judy Evert. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's our membership chairperson and, and it does a very good job. And it is kind of by invitation, um, but, you know, people do suggest names and stuff like that. So it's, it's um, yeah, and then it has to get approved by the board and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of a process, but um, we've been doing very well and welcoming a lot of these new people to get new ideas and then more help. What's so exciting is that it's our membership that brings new members in. And they let me know who they are contacting, and then I furnish them with a membership application, a copy of a Strawberry Festival book, because they need to have a sponsor, the history of the Chassel Lions, and then we have 30-some committees that operate to put the Strawberry Festival on. 30-some committees? 30-some committees, and like a first aid station, which is going to be new this year. Okay. And horse-drawn wagon rides. And so each individual, I ask them to look at that listing on the committees and join something that you're going to enjoy doing. Sure. And this year, just this year, it's only June, we've already added 14 new members. Well, that is wonderful. You are certainly bucking the trend as far as these types of organizations go on a, a national basis. And that's uh, that's certainly a great credit to... Uh, to, to you and your organization. Let's take a look ahead then at the festival, which is coming up uh, the weekend after Independence Day. That's right. So we're a couple of weeks away from it, uh, or actually less than two weeks away from it, as this airs on Sunday morning. And activities, as usual, I assume, Friday beginning in the morning and then running through the day Saturday. Yes. Actually, on Thursday evening, starting at 5 o'clock, we have an area-wide Strawberry cleaning bee at the Chassel Park Pavilion. See, that's the one you don't want me at. See, that would be, let's see, a hull for you, a berry for me, a hull for you, a berry for me. And we'll take a picture of you and put that in the Strawberry Festival book doing that. There we go. Yes, I'll be. I'll go down in infamy because the strawberries are just too good I and my, my willpower is way too weak. How many people turn out for this? You're talking about oh, that, the, for the, 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 the cleaning. Strawberry cleaning. Yeah, last year we had a great turnout. We kind of reached out to the community and we increased the number of shortcakes and and we thought we were going to be there till 10, 10.30 at night, but we got done at two hours and five minutes. We cleaned up all those berries thanks to the great outpouring of the community and, of course, asking for it again this year. But it's a fun event. We set up tables. They can um, sit there with their friends and there's a system that they do it. Um, they can visit and clean berries and it yeah, it works out really well. And you can't eat all of them like I would. <laughs> um, we would watch you a little bit. We'll let you eat. Yeah, you don't want me anywhere around Chassel on uh, that Thursday evening. But you know, it's really a wonderful community and a wonderful area because at, at four o'clock, I invite young people in the community, students in the school, and to bring their friends. And we cover, we have beautiful white tables that the Lions Club have purchased, but we don't want them full of berries because then we have to scrub them with bleach. So we cover them with plastic. Yeah. And so 
before strawberry cleaning starts, the kids in the community are covering all the tables for us and set them up. Last year, we covered probably 20 tables. We needed to cover every single table we had. That's how many people came out. Well, and getting the kids involved sets them on a course for potential community service as they get out of school and move on into life. And they had fun doing it, and I gave them each a free uh, strawberry shortcake coupon to use the next day. So that kind of was the lure for them. That's worthwhile (laughs) right there, man. That makes it work. So So Friday morning, we start at 9 o'clock. Once the health department comes in and approves our kitchen, we start making strawberry shortcake. And that's 9 o'clock. And this all happens at the pavilion in Chassel. At the Chassel Park, yep, pavilion. And so you you serve the strawberry shortcake. There's other stuff there to eat as well. Oh, yes. The Chassel Booster Club will have a beautiful booth with wonderful, wonderful local products. Hand-cut French fries, too. Hand-cut French fries. That's that's my dessert after my shortcake. Followers. I eat my shortcake, and then I get some hand-cut fries to eat while I'm driving home. Followers, broths, and hot dogs. And then we have um, several food vendors that will be down at the lake. Like the Forge will be there, and Paddle Sports with ice cream. So plenty of uh, plenty of opportunity. If you go away hungry, it's your own darn fault. That's exactly right. And so then um, we have Arts and Crafts. They start opening at 10 o'clock in the morning, and they'll run not only through Friday, but also through Saturday. And that is a great vendor fair. Like Steve said, we're full. We have 90 vendor spots, and they are full. Holy cow, that's a lot of vendors. And at 4 o'clock, we have the fish boil, which is lake trout, and that is always a sellout. Yep. Do you need to get tickets in advance for that? No. You purchase tickets. We, the reason we don't sell tickets in advance is because if there's an enormous crowd and we run out of fish, what are they going to do with their ticket? Yeah. Yeah. You, it, so, so, we, so, so we suggest that if you'd like to enjoy it, you get there earlier rather than later. But what's going to be fun is that there's a woman who's a very new member of the Chassel Lions Club, and she has formed a committee, and they're bringing back the old-fashioned cakewalk. And oh, so, I haven't done a cakewalk in ages. So that's going to be real fun, and that starts at 3 o'clock, and it lasts for one hour, and then the fish boil starts right after that. Battling over chairs. Yep. And then on Friday Maybe and on Saturday... Explain, explain what a cakewalk is to some of this people. Well, you know, it's a good point there, Steve, because there may be some people who don't understand that that a cakewalk basically is, let's say, 12 chairs in a circle and 13 people around them. And the music starts and you walk around the circle and the music stops and you grab a chair. Well, somebody is the odd person out. So that person goes away and one chair comes back out. And now you have 11 chairs with 12 people around them and you run the music again. And you do this by process of elimination. And eventually you're left with one chair and two people. And the chair is usually used to club one of the two people on the head so that the other person can win whatever the prize is. (laughs) There you go. How's that? That's great. Hey, I've done done this before. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you sometimes need to have law enforcement present for this. I think so. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Seriously, it, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And the committee is having a good time. They're actually calling Chelsea Women's Club members and members in the community, asking them to bake and donate a cake, along with some of the bakeries around. So it'll be interesting to see how many cakes they come up with. Yeah, and that is called a cakewalk because that's the traditional prize, is a cake. That's right. And you know these homemade cakes are going to be delicious. Absolutely, yes. So so we've got um, we got the queen competition. The queen competition, yes. We, we have many contestants this year. We actually have 10. 
10? And what's really neat is they're from all over the area. So it's just not Chassel and Houghton, but all over the area. And that's another thing that we have made to keep going in Chassel. Um, you know, the Houghton County Fair, their queen competition f- fell away a few years ago. They replaced it with the Youth Talent Show. Uh, Barriga County Fair still has a queen competition. But the big one in the summer for young ladies who are involved in these kinds of things uh, is the Chassel one. What kind of things do you judge these young ladies on? They have a, judges meet with them um, one-on-one, I believe, and, you know, for questions. And then they have, I think, a dinner together so they can watch them in interaction. But then that evening, um, they will be asked a question or two different questions, and they have to answer it in front of the public. So it gives a little bit more attention. And then they have an evening gown competition is judged during that Friday evening also. And, of course, that Friday evening, they also salute the Citizen of the Year and the Youth Citizen of the Year. Quite uh, quite the honors being given out. Absolutely, yes. And the uh, dance at the VFW on uh, that Friday evening, that would be the 7th of July. Rewind is performing, so great, uh, great throwback music and a, a good time there. And then Saturday, just full of activities. It sure is. We start off with breakfast at the Chassel School at 7 o'clock, and they do a nice job with their breakfast. The kids serve that? Yes, the students at Chassel School. Students serve mm-hmm. that as a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser for them. And then again, 9 o'clock, we'll have food at the park, along with strawberry shortcake and crafts. And then the parade, the big parade at 11 o'clock. It is one of the biggest parades in the Copper Country. I enjoyed being in it with the clown band last year, and I'm hoping that we're going to, I don't know that we've confirmed it yet, but uh, hoping that we'll be in it again this well, year because sure it's a great be. uh, it, it's a great parade to be in, and it's a great parade to watch and, if you're not going to be in it. Yep, and we're going to have some nice floats that we can be really proud of, not only in the area, but you know, from bringing from around the area. And then after the parade, we'll have barbecue chicken in the park and live music by Lightning Bill, Ridge. By yes, Bill yeah. Couto and his band, who you know very well. I have played with those guys. Yes. So. <laughs> and both on Friday and on Saturday, we'll have horse-drawn wagon rides, and it's free of charge. Um, they have been sponsored by two different groups. Um, LJJ Construction has sponsored the horse-drawn wagon rides on Friday, and then Dairy Queen sponsors them on Saturday. And I should mention that each one of our events has a sponsor. And the community has been tremendous. And I'm just going to quickly name the sponsors. The Fish Boil is sponsored by Aircare. The Children's Parade by Lou and Ron Hellman. The Queen Competition by Kiwana Chevrolet. Horse-drawn wagon rides on Friday by LJJ Construction. The Strawberry Festival Parade, sponsored by Ojibwa Casino, Berga and Marquette. Live music by Kiwana Petroleum Services. Children's Activities by Barb Worrell, who is a Lions member in honor of, in memory of her husband, who was a Lions Club president, and then the Dairy Queen. What is so neat about the people in this area and the community is when they knew that we were having sponsors for events, a lot of them we didn't have to ask. They asked us. They stepped up. He asked us, is there, a, is there an event that I could sponsor? Now, isn't that tremendous? Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely tremendous. Before we run out of time here, I want to talk about something that you are wearing. Yes, I am wearing our 75th anniversary t-shirt, which is a fundraiser for our Chassel Lions. They will be on sale at Berry Cleaning on all day Friday and all day Saturday at the festival. And the neat part of it is we have on the back of our t-shirt those 12 sponsors. 
when I went out into the community, and by the way, Steve helped get us sponsors and, and several other individuals, but when I went out into the community, I was at a fairly new business in Chassel, and my plan was just to let everybody know in Chassel what we were doing. Not that I, we needed them to sponsor, but just what they were doing. We didn't want to ignore them. Well, when I got home from being at the very first sponsor, I had phone calls by people saying, I want to be a sponsor. Can I do that? Can I do that? I stopped at an agency and there's only two people that own the business. And I walked in the door just to let them know what they were doing. They said, we want to be part of that. And they wrote me a check for $500. How, how wonderful that so, is. Isn't that amazing it's what great. a community we have? Great to see. Who designed the uh, artwork on the shirt? This logo was designed by the Chassel Art Design Class. We had five logos submitted. And the Chassel Lions Board chose the logo on this t-shirt. The young lady got a $75 check from the Chassel Lions. It was announced at graduation on the big screen. Her name is Kiera Hedela. She is the granddaughter of a longtime member of the Chassel community, and she is also a Strawberry Festival Queen candidate. All right, Paul. Well, she did a wonderful job. Isn't I'm really it impressed. Uh, uh, it, it's a great-looking shirt, and it's kind of strawberry in color, which is certainly appropriate and yeah. uh, would encourage folks to buy one or two because all the fashionable people will be wearing them this summer across the Copper Country. Uh, we do have to wrap things up. If folks want to take a look at the schedule and make their plans, uh, how do they find out uh, where the, what the schedule is? I know you print some books and distribute them around the community. We have it on the Chassel Lions website. If they go to Facebook, Copper Country Strawberry Festival, they will see it there. The books will be out on Tuesday. The printer is delivering the books to our Lions Club meeting on Tuesday. And we have members of the Lions Club that will be distributing them that week. So next week, all the books will be out. All right. So please... Put it on your schedule. Bring your friends. Uh, um, I brought my parents years ago, and you know, from out of state, out of the area, and, and they were going, "Wow, this is wonderful. This is great. This strawberry shortcake's the best we ever had." So. And before we close, I'd like to mention the twelve sponsors who sure. organized this T-shirt: A and S, A and S Industrial in Chassel, Auto Pro Glass and Tire, owned by a Chassel um, gentleman. Chassel VFW Post 6507 and Auxiliary, DP Construction, Erickson Feed Seed and Pet Supply, Gino's Restaurant, Bob Hager Agency, Memorial Chapel, Superior Family Chiropractic, Superior National Bank, Thrivent Financial, and UP Health System Portage. And with that, we have to wrap things up. Uh, Steve Palisari, the incoming president of the Chassel Lions Club, thank you for being on the program. You're very welcome. And Judy Evert, thank you for your contributions as well. Looking forward to the festival coming up July 7th and 8th. Thank you.